Welcome to another edition of CHP Talks. We are here today to talk about the year gone by and the year ahead. So, uh, Rod, 2020, what a year. Um, what can we say that hasn't been said and hasn't been uh, agonized over? But uh, let's look back at some, uh, some of the things that we wanted to do and some of the things that we actually did do. Yeah, well, of course, we wanted to do much more than we were able to accomplish in terms of travel, meeting with people. Uh, as we mentioned last week, we uh, a number of things were canceled uh, for us uh, or were canceled things that we planned to participate in. The Manning Conference, National Prayer Breakfast in Ottawa, March for Life. Well, we did participate uh, online with that. and We thank uh, Campaign Life Coalition for including us in that. A uh, lot of EDA AGMs, Electoral District Association annual general meetings were canceled, including ours here in uh, Skeena Bulkley Valley. We had a speaker planning to come up and we had to drop that uh, plan. Uh, ACPP meetings in Ottawa, for those who don't know, that's the Advisory Committee of Political Parties. And Peter and I have been privileged to participate in that, uh, uh, usually twice, sometimes even three times a year in Ottawa, meet members of other, other parties and, and uh, officials in the Elections Canada uh, system there, uh, including uh, Chief Electoral Officer. And so uh, those have been important times for us this, time, this year. Some of those were dropped and we are doing the same things by Zoom, which isn't quite the same. The biggest one was our national convention and a lot of work had gone into that. And we mentioned all this last week, but we're just reviewing here. A lot of work went into that from our convention planning committee, the resolutions committee, the policy committee, and uh, you know the people setting up the venue. And so we were very sorry to have to put that off until next year. But uh, we hope that we will be able to do that in the fall of 2021. And then, of course, travel. Uh, other years, I've gotten pretty well to all the provinces. I haven't made it to all the territories uh, every year or at all to uh, none of it. But um, the provinces, uh, usually we, we are able to touch base with our members, and that had to drop as well last year we sort of made up for that for that with the virtual conference in the fall we were able to touch base again online but i did make it early in the year to uh, alberta ontario and of course uh, a couple times to the southern uh, mainland lower mainland of british columbia i live in the north so uh, we were just as busy last year it seems it's amazing but we were just as busy from our home offices as we were when we were traveling uh, through Zoom and other electronic means. Uh, and of course, we also, here we are on CHP Talks. That's something that came to life in uh, 2020 uh, in a real way. We began doing it on a weekly basis instead of just uh, occasional uh, talks. And so that's been a really good thing. Uh, we have connected with a lot of important people, significant uh, movers and shakers, frontline workers in the culture wars. And uh, and then we also continued to get involved with uh, promoting petitions and causes that were initiated by others. Uh, C6 and C7, the uh, conversion therapy ban and the euthanasia expansion, we, we got involved with promoting uh, or informing our members in terms of uh, how how we can resist those initiatives 
that are still moving ahead strongly through Parliament. We're sorry to see this government so committed to those things. The Delta Hospice Society, we participated and still are participating in a membership drive to help them get pro-life members on their uh, in their society so that they can make good pro-life decisions and protect the elderly that are in their care, defend them from the assaults of the British Columbia government that seems so <clears throat> uh, intent on, on ending life rather than on saving life. And then we did participate in a couple of the freedom rallies to defend free speech and religious freedom. This is a very important issue uh, for us uh, today. And there are some, sometimes some misunderstandings about when the church, when the body of Christ should uh, stand up and be counted and make their voice heard. Um, so we, we don't want to be uh, careless in, in how we address these issues. But it is critical that uh, God's people are aware there are dangers to the freedoms that we enjoy today, especially freedom of speech and freedom of religion. And so uh, we, we have to stay alert, vigilant, and uh, that is ongoing today. That's not something in the past. Uh, the COVID is still here with us. The COVID lockdowns are still here. And we really need to hold our governments accountable. That they make the best decisions uh, that are good for all Canadians. Anyway, that's a little bit from the past. Uh, Peter, you, we're, we're at the transition period now going into 2021. Yes, well, um, in reflecting back as well, I've talked to people and uh, mentioned that it was 2019 um, before any of this stuff um, hit any of these lockdowns and um, uh, the pandemic and all that. Um, that we had the theme in 2019 of for our election of life, family, and freedom, and uh, it's it's a theme that has not um, grown less true. It has aged well. The need for protection of life and the importance of family, and for standing up for our freedoms has been um, on clear display all through 2020, and we expect that it will also hold true for 2021. So, uh, Rod, looking forward, um, what uh, what new things um, are we planning, and um, and what old things are we continuing in 2021? Yeah, and I'll just say that uh, the life, family, freedom, uh, as a rally cry or as a uh, theme for us, we also carried that same theme through the BC election. Uh, most of our members would know that the Christian Heritage Party of British Columbia was in an election this fall with our newly elected leader, Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson, uh, and <clears throat> five candidates. And so we uh, we use the same theme, life, family, and freedom. I mean, <laughs> who can argue with, with those three things, although people do try. <clears throat> One thing I always what say, but, yeah, go ahead. And I was just going to say, well, that was uh, the the uh, approval of uh, Loyal Lynn becoming a CHPBC's leader. That was definitely a high point for 2020. And uh, we hope to see uh, that that enthusiasm that she brings uh, continue into next year as well. Yeah, she's doing a great job in her other role as well. Uh, she is uh, continuing to do uh, live interviews with some really interesting and uh, significant people. Uh, I'm 
tuning in. She's now doing that as a podcast as well. So I'm able to catch more of uh, those interviews. Uh, she's been very active. And we have had a lot of new membership growth in British Columbia. And we're really happy about that. And we expect more in this coming year. Um, there's a verse I love uh, from uh, Lamentations uh, 3, 22, 23. Um, His mercies are new every morning. And, um, you know, I often claim that if I've had a bad day, <laughs> I do have occasionally a bad day, uh, that God's mercies are new every morning. We can get up in the morning and start over again. So we've got 365 new days coming at us. Uh, uh, starting on January 1st, and that's 365 days when we can experience God's new mercies every morning. And uh, we look forward for new horizons, new door openings, uh, new opportunities, and uh, new ways of bringing the message of life, family, and freedom to Canadians. So uh, what what are you, uh, Peter, you're head of election readiness uh, committee. Uh, you have anything you want to let people know about 2021? Well, um, of course, the, the, the big question that will always come to mind is, will there be an election? Um, and it is the big question. And it is the, it is a very important question. And uh, and the answer um is not something, of course, I can state definitively. According to fixed, the fixed election date, it shouldn't be next year, but uh, we've already heard the Prime Minister um, say in an unguarded moment, the election next year, he put it, and um, he, he might have made a mistake there, um, but it might be what's actually on his mind. And uh, so um, we do have to be particularly prepared with each uh, season, with each spring and with each fall, the, the likelihood of an election becomes greater and greater. And it has been, uh, it, you know, the heat was turned up this fall even, even hotter than I would have expected in advance. And uh, you can expect that it will be, um, it'll reach a fever pitch or we might have an election in the spring. And so, uh, We've got to be prepared and uh, we'll be doing some campaign uh, training in advance of that. We've got to get some uh, new potential candidates taking uh, some new training courses and some experienced cam candidates uh, building on their experience and on their training and uh, getting ready to uh, hopefully run again. So that's that's. All we can, that's all I can say about 2020, uh, 2021. Um, and but it's uh, it's a major um, hurdle and it could come to us um, early in the year. It's entirely possible. Yeah, we started to get used to the idea of elections every four years, and now we're back to uh, with the minority government and people uh, kind of calculating when is their best opportunity of getting reelected. I think, um, Mr. Trudeau almost. Uh, you know, would have liked to have seen one this last fall because he was kind of riding high in the polls. Uh, and basically, I think that's that, uh, as it has been brought out in some of the articles talking about a potential election, that society tends to rally around their national leader, whether or not they're liberals or conservatives, whatever they are. But in a time of crisis, a war, and this is uh, the the coronavirus uh, crisis, to whatever extent it uh, is uh, an engineered uh, by the media or whatever, but there certainly is is a health concern 
out there. And uh, this prime minister has used it as an opportunity to, number one, throw out a lot of uh, taxpayer money and borrowed money to uh, to voters. And that seems to be a thing. Unfortunately, uh, sometimes people do vote based on things that they are perceiving that the government is doing for them uh, in terms of money. Um, one thing uh, that I wanted to mention is coming up in uh, January. We, we just had a national board meeting and we are intending to, uh, we've been invited to uh, seek intervener status in a uh, judicial review case in the city of Guelph. Uh, the Guelph right to life has been uh, denied the opportunity to put three ads, I think, on buses or on bus shelters. And uh, those ads are so innocuous, you'd think that the city of Guelph would, would be thanking the Guelph right to life for uh, bringing out these issues of life. But instead, they're saying, no, we don't want those messages in our public spaces. The, the three messages are this. Life should be the most fundamental human right. And I think life is the most fundamental and basic human right. Uh, the second one is human rights should not depend on where you live. And so, where you uh, are, where you are, yeah. Uh, where, go ahead. Where you are, yeah. Where, uh, okay. Uh, human rights should not depend on where you are. So the message there is a baby in the womb is still a baby. And after it's born, it's still a baby. And uh, so in or out of the womb, and sometimes that's a matter of, of minutes, of just a few inches of uh, movement and a, a few minutes of time. And uh, so, of course, the way our society now treats, the way our government treats the baby in the womb, it has no rights at all. Once it's born, it those rights supposedly appear suddenly. Um, the third message is what about her choice? And it shows a baby in, in the womb. And uh, the idea, which has been misunderstood, deliberately misunderstood by the left, the idea is that uh, the, that baby is going to grow up to be a, a girl and a woman. And uh, what about her rights if she is denied the opportunity to live? But anyway, the uh, city of Guelph <clears throat> has taken exception to these particular ads, has said they cannot be uh, at, uh, utilized in the city of Guelph. <clears throat> so the Guelph right to life is taking uh, this to a judicial review. And uh, we have been invited to seek intervener status. And we will do that if we can raise the funds. And we, uh, we're already uh, at work in that. Uh, Jim Enos, our Ontario president, has pre <clears throat> prepared a letter uh, for our members and supporters. And we are seeking uh, assistance by January 30th, if we can raise the money, and I think it's about $30,000 that we need. Um, if we can raise those funds, then we will definitely uh, be have, have a lawyer representing our point of view. Peter, you were going to comment on the uh, how our judicial review was carried on in Hamilton. Yeah, well. The you know, this this whole story appeals very much to those of you who have been involved in CHP in the past and understand that just a few years ago, um, CHP Hamilton had put up bus shelter ads, um, and they weren't politically correct. They weren't uh, they weren't unnecessarily inflammatory, but they weren't politically correct. And uh, the city of Hamilton took them down. 
Um, so they had put them up, but then they took them down uh, contrary to the contract. And, um, and we as a, as a party sought a judicial review. And um, by God's grace, actually won that. It was a resounding victory for uh, freedom of speech and for um, freedom of political opinion and political thought. And so we would like to bring that experience to the city of Guelph and uh, remind them that cities also have to respect uh, the freedom of speech, just as the city of Hamilton had to learn uh, so the city of Guelph ought to learn that too. And that means that some things will get put up, which not everybody on their staff or in their you know list of uh, uh, citizens who uh, might like to complain about things, um, you know, would agree with. Um, and, and we won't agree with everything that goes up on, on buses and on bus shelters either. Um, but uh, we have to be very careful not to curtail um, freedom of speech. Um, beyond what is absolutely um, necessary for the uh, you know, protection of innocent human life. If, if we as citizens and as a nation, if we lose the right to express ideas that are contrary to uh, the government's position or contrary to even public opinion, uh, broad public opinion, uh, then we lose everything. We lose our free society. Uh, we lose the kind of uh, uh, democracy that we've become used to, the, the opportunity for the citizens of a country to direct its affairs, which is really the basis of, uh, you know, basis of Western uh, society. So, so it's very important if we have that opportunity with the help and support of our members uh, to have uh, our lawyer uh, speaking on these issues and tying together our, our experience in Hamilton with with what's going on with the Guelph right to life, we'll certainly be there and uh, we look for another victory in 2021. And so Rod, comes spring, um, I guess it'll probably depend on whether we're in an election or not, but I know you want to get out on the road again. And uh, you've got some, uh, some plans in the air, some thoughts in the air about uh, meeting members uh, across the country on a, uh, a cross-country tour in 2021. Yeah, well, there's, uh, you know, often uh, in the past, uh, I'm flying back and forth to Ontario and, and renting cars and whatever. There's, there's an opportunity this spring for me to drive a car that needs to be delivered to Ontario. And, and so uh, it would, you know, if you're in a vehicle, you can certainly stop at, uh, places along the way, make little detours and so on, as opposed to, uh, it's quite difficult uh, when you're crossing the country in an airplane to, to visit people yeah, along the way. They so, don't take uh, to kindly to wanting to stop off in Winnipeg, eh, on your way to uh, no, Toronto for a quick visit? No, I haven't had any pilots uh, offer me that uh, opportunity. So anyway, we're looking at uh, probably late April, early May, something like that. And just want to let our members know so that... Uh, when you're planning your annual general meetings or get togethers or, you know, some kind of meeting in the spring. Uh, if we coordinate that, we can probably uh, meet with many of our members uh, during those months. Hopefully the uh, coronavirus restrictions, regulations will not be uh, keeping us from accomplishing that purpose by that time. We're kind of, you know, we have to take some steps of faith and 
So this is one that uh, we think could be a good way to meet with many of our members uh, in the first half of the year. Yeah, so if you're in, especially if you're in Alberta, uh, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, that's, um, that'll be the first provinces for sure. And um, I guess we'll have to see beyond that um, if you uh, carry on all the way through to the Atlantic or not, but uh, those will be the, uh, the first stops at least. And, uh, and again, as Rod said, subject to um, where we're at, I guess, with uh, restrictions, but uh, Lord willing, we'll at least be able to have small meetings and uh, small meetings are what are needed to uh, make big plans usually. So, right. And then coming up in the fall, <clears throat> we are uh, certainly hoping to have our triennial convention. Uh, now it'll be uh, four years instead of three since our last one in 2017. But uh, in Calgary again, and plans are underway, we have done so much work already in terms of resolutions with the policy committee, but there is room for more uh, of our members to get involved. If you have either uh, policy suggestions or uh, suggested improvements to our constitution, uh, now is the time to be putting those things on paper. Uh, the proper course of events is through your local electoral district association. Uh, and if you don't have one, then through your provincial council. And if you don't have one, then you need to bring it to the national board uh, or even uh, directly through the um, policy and strategy committee. Um, David Darwin in Ottawa is heading that up. And so any of these things, we're, we're suggesting ways that you can get involved. If you don't know the contact information, uh, you can call our uh, Ottawa office, Dr. George Zeckfeld, and he can direct your steps. Uh, info at chp.ca or uh, national office at chp.ca or one triple eight eight six eight three two four seven is how to reach George during business hours. So we, we thank you for, we know that our members are going to get involved this coming year. There's so many projects, so many <clears throat> threats and assaults on our freedoms. And it's people like you salt and light that make it possible for us to do what we're doing but we also need you to do what you're doing, to, to be the frontline <clears throat> workers, <clears throat> excuse me, the organizers, the, the candidates, the representatives of the party, um, making the message of life, family, freedom known in your communities, in your provinces, uh, now and on into 2021. And one more category that I'll add to that list is uh, is donors and um, we're almost at the end of 2020 but uh, if you can make a year-end donation to CHP you can do that right away on the website um, chp.ca and uh, if you get that donation in before the end of the year your tax credit should show up uh, very shortly during tax season and uh, and the tax benefits are uh, significant and we hope that you will um, donate um, and experience those um, that reward i guess of the tax credit but also the reward of, of helping uh, your party to do more uh, many many um, small and medium-sized and large donations make this party able to to do the things that we're able to do all of these travel plans of course do require expense um, 
we're a political party, but we don't have um, funding from the government. Um, that's not how political parties are, are funded. They are funded by members. And so we turn to you um, uh, all the time, but especially at the end of the year to make a year-end donation. So if you're able to help us with that, we would much appreciate it. Again, the website is chp.ca. Yeah, well, of course, some political parties are more equal than others, uh, Peter, you know, the Conservatives and the Liberals, uh, uh, after a big election, they get about $20 million each of taxpayer money. We, we don't get that money. So we're even that much more dependent on our members so that we can make an, an impact. And I, I mentioned earlier about the, uh, uh, the, the intervener project with the Guelph Right to Life. And uh, I, I don't know if I spoke clearly on this. Well, we're not looking for donations at this time. We are looking for pledges for that. So it, it wouldn't affect your giving for this year and hopefully it wouldn't affect your ability to give to CHP. This would be a, a project where you would be giving to support us being able to intervene. It's, it's, a, it's on top of what we're already doing, but we're only looking for pledges until the end of January. If we get the pledges for $30,000, then we'll go ahead and then we will uh, call in the pledges uh, so that you can look at that as a separate category. It's not uh, directly supporting the work of CHP. It's supporting our ability to support the work of others in a very critical uh, issue uh, that has w bearing on our ability as a political party to uh, speak freely on these important issues. Yeah, again, it affects uh, freedom of speech. And so that affects all of us and it affects the standing up for human life and that is what we are all about here at CHP. So uh, Rod, do you have a final thought before we wrap up here? Well, we certainly wish every one of you out there a wonderful 2021. We hope and pray that uh, this COVID uh, crisis will soon be in the rearview mirror. There are a lot of concerns about that, but um, in terms of what you know, uh, moves towards world government and things like that. And I'm not going to dwell on that at the moment. There's so much information out there, but we hope that for each of you and your families, your communities, that uh, 2021 will be a year of growth, of opportunity, uh, of a harvest, and of fruitfulness in all that you put your hands and minds to. We thank you again for being a part of our work here at CHP Canada. And uh, we couldn't do anything that we do without you. And we, we thank you for it. And we ask you all to continue with us, pressing on uh, to accomplish that which God has prepared for us to do in these uh, somewhat exciting uh, days, uh, sometimes troubling, but, but also exciting. That's, it's an opportunity for us to shine and bring Christian biblical principles to bear on the major issues of our time in Canada. So thank you and have a great 2021. Well, thank you, Rod. Thank you all for listening. We uh, certainly wish you God's blessings in 2021 and hope to see you for another edition of CHP Talks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.